Welcome to the Saturday Night Live After Party. This week, we'll be discussing Season 46, Episode 16 of SNL with host Daniel Kaluuya and musical guest St. Vincent. I'm Catherine Coleman, and I am joined this week by Steve Finn and New York-based comedian and podcaster Charlotte Otremba. You can follow Charlotte on Instagram at Charlotte Otremba. And if you'd like to connect with us, you can do so at snlpodcast.com. Enjoy these selected highlights from this week's discussion. And if you'd like to watch our full-length, ad-free, sketch-by-sketch review, you can find it exclusively on Patreon and Subscribestar slash snlpodcast. It's our supporters that make this show possible, and we are so thankful to everyone who's already come on board. All right, here we go. So this week we came in with a high-energy first-time host that seemed really, really excited to be there, and I think we got a lot to discuss. I agree. Man, I love a high-energy <laughs> monologue, let me tell you. Nothing grinds Same. my gears more than the like long, drawn-out, like, let's get the audience involved monologue. Yeah, I was very happy with this one. Nope, none of that. We had none a very <laughs> charming first-timer who really took the raids. Had a yeah. had a great time with this guy for sure. I loved it. Yeah, I thought he was great. Do you want some help? No, I'm having fun. At this family dinner, mom is fine. She didn't want to play Rummy Cube. It's fine. Really, it's fine. And all was not fine. So, Steve, what did you think of this one? I thought it was. Uh, it was fair, you know, it made fun of moms all around the world, but it also gave us perspective on, you know, what motivates them to act that way. You know, it's not totally just selling them out as monsters that will ruin all board games, you know, that are played in the kitchen. Uh, you know, I just, I thought this, you know, really made me at the end side with the mother and be like, okay, y'all are not Mm -hmm. making time for her. That's the thing about being a mom. Nobody shares your interests. You're just this weird, unique island in the family. <laughs> Everybody wants to watch Deadpool and you want to watch Shock a lot. But like, you don't like the idea unless your boyfriend uh, uh, suggests it. That was probably the most heartbreaking moment. The fact that she's been trying to get them to play it or to watch Shock a lot that whole time. And then they go and watch it without her. I cried. I, I actually shed a tear at the sketch. It was barely comedy. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, like I said, it was fair. We got to see, you know, her passive aggressive behavior, but like she never gets to do anything she likes. They don't even like throw her a bone. They even kind of make fun of her for like never wanting to do what everybody else wants to do. But like mm-hmm. that must be so frustrating because you're, you know, what you like, there's, it's what you like. And 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 right. nothing but nothing hurts more than to have that invalidated when nobody else likes it with you. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, this was probably the funniest way of making this point. And Kate McKinnon was the perfect casting choice for this role. Uh, yeah, she knows how to carry a scene, and yeah, the way she just beat up the dishwasher and <laughs> shred uh, pictures was you know it was chef's kiss, all of it. Yeah. Kate was in the everything Kate was doing in the background was fantastic. And and she knows how to milk that moment and isn't afraid to 
push it just a little past what's comfortable, you know? So that right. was definitely good casting. Um, and we've seen, it's not the sketch, it's not this character, but like we've seen this game before. There was a pizza ad with Will Ferrell where Kate McKinnon also played the passive-aggressive mom <laughs> yes. who never gets what she wants. Um, and so at first I was like, oh, is this supposed to be the same family? And I was kind of intrigued at that. I don't think it was. I think it's just, it's a thing. Um, but yeah, I thought this was really fun. It was maybe a little long, but here's here's what I did notice. Did did either of you watch the live show? Yes. Or did you just watch it recorded? Okay, you. Both I watched did. it. Live. Oh, I didn't watch it live. No, I guess not. I watched it on Hulu, <laughs> which is like live recorded, so I guess not right like in the moment. Okay. Okay. Well, Steve, you saw it live. I was watching the TV while they were on the stage doing it. Right over where okay. you're at. Okay. <laughs> did the beat where she answers the phone was that in the live version? She answers the phone. She plays the music on the headphones, and then she goes and answers the phone, and then goes and like shreds. The pictures i cannot recall i don't think that that was i've the live only version. seen the live version and i don't remember okay. any phone calls so okay that she helps answers it right theory. over them that helps my theory because when i was watching it on hulu i went wait a second this didn't happen last night they added a new beat into the sketch <laughs> a sketch yeah, that Zach i already Snyder felt like was maybe a little and... too long <laughs> <laughs> yeah Zack snyder gave his cut of the sketch yeah. so that's probably yeah, what so you so charlotte do you have any thoughts on the snyder cut of the sketch since that's the one you saw Wow, that's so interesting. So do you think that they went back in and taped it again? Or like, how did they? They probably pulled it from uh, dress rehearsal. rehearsal? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, that's so they, d- they do that they, from time to time. They wow. do be like that. Do be like I don't that. know that I've ever noticed them full on adding something to a sketch, though. Sometimes they'll switch out a performance if there's a, you know, a missed cue or something. But I've this is the first time I was like, oh, you you put something back in the sketch that you cut for air. Um that's so interesting. Um, yeah, I thought, yeah, I mean, look, I loved that Will Ferrell sketch, so I was excited <laughs> to see her come back. Um, I thought this was, I mean, really funny. I, yeah, I mean, this is like my mom. Uh, it was so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think what I would have liked is her redemption speeches to come earlier or something. I don't know. Or like some other comments back at them. Mm-hmm. because it made me just more annoyed with her the whole time. I didn't really have any sympathy for her until I, I don't know. Yeah. But other than that, I thought it was hilarious. I thought the, the Josh wine uh, um, bookends was just so well done. I just think that's so funny <laughs> to start it off with a funny line like that and then end it. Um, they do that sometimes. And I just think it's such a smart play Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. And I love that categories like became so intense. And then even when she tried, they tried to include her and she, they, she wouldn't know the letter and she would like right. take it so personally. It's so angry. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, that. I just, yeah, I felt that to my core. Yeah. I really liked the sketch. It was really funny. Um, yeah. and, but yeah, I guess, I, I guess maybe you're right. Maybe it did go on a little bit long now that you say yeah. that I do. I did like that phone beat though. So yeah. I don't know if I would have cut think, that, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe if they had given us those little nuggets that you're talking about to keep us on her side, the length wouldn't have felt yeah. long. Uh, just a little bit more rationale up top. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Instead of just like, why is she? <laughs> but also mm-hmm. could just be after a couple glasses of wine, you know. Let's keep going. A son disappoints his immigrant parents by pursuing a career in the arts. 
Charlotte, what won about this? Everything. I loved the sketch. The sketch was perfect to me. I <laughs> like. I I thought the contrast between the three couples was clear, especially between um, Daniel Kaluuya and Kaluuya and Ego Wodum. They're like Nigerian family, and then like the more sort of like you know white white family like of course we're so proud and then the other family that kind of doesn't really have any skin in the game and just trying to um you know appease both sides i just thought the heightening got so great you know once he broke that he was going to be a creative writing major the son i thought that was hilarious (laughs) after the setup with the art sculpture and then every single line um some of my favorites were who promised you what? <laughs> with the <laughs> promising young writer award. And then the line at the end with like, oh, is there a poet in the house? Oh, are you going to save me? Um, you know, or like after 40 to 50 years, you're a doctor and then you could be a writer. Um, <laughs> every, I just thought every single line, I thought their chemistry together uh, and heightening together and just being so on the same page and then her going after the the other moms was hilarious them trying to pawn off their kid for adoption i just thought like the heightening was so clear went mm-hmm. so high and it and it just like gave you that like sense of satisfaction at the end that it was like as high and great as it could go and then they went after everybody i loved the sketch i thought it was hilarious yeah uh, I I too loved it. Um, the deliveries here were amazing, and like you like you said, Ego and Daniel had amazing chemistry, and their timing together was phenomenal. Like when they both in unison said, "We were lying," <laughs> and it was the perfect delivery. Perfect. So, and then, like you said, the "Is there a poet in the house?" was such a perfect blackout line, and it was a satisfying yes. ending because, like you said, they had heightened their. And so we had a great ending, and that's so rare at SNL to have such a strong ending. So really stood out. Um, and yeah, this was really, really fun. Steve, what'd you think? Yeah. Ended on that high note. Glad we mentioned that. I'm just really uh, amused by the whole reveal uh, at just how talented he is as a creative writer. Because we've seen this story, you know, like the, the, the strict parents who you know, demand their child takes a certain career path, but they have some kind of creative talent. But that's, that's what goes with all of those stories is that, you know, this person who wants to be a dancer or singer or writer is actually half decent at it, at (laughs) least. And, you know, we all heard the poem. I wake up and my emotions are as blue as blue paint. I want to know what organization gave that yeah. an award because it really, <laughs> I mean, it took a, a med student who apparently excels in chemistry out of that field and, and into, you know, this, this, uh, very, uh, you know, a lot less potential, uh, for income with this field, right. we'll say, uh, yeah, it's, it's just funny for the story to miss that important ingredient that right. he's actually a good writer and taking that away and watching everybody kind of like double back on their support for him was a, a beautiful way to just let everything fall apart. And yeah, by the time we got that last brilliant line, it's even better because 
pretty much everybody's on the side with the parrots now because they just heard that poem. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's it's a great full circle. I love it. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Smokery Farms is back with more meat from bad, mean animals. I love the Smokery Farms, ladies. Uh, Charlotte, how'd you feel about it? Yeah, same. I mean, Kate McKinnon and um, A.D. Bryant as a pair always have great chemistry. They make each other laugh, which is so fun to watch. I love the premise of this that, you know, two ladies like, oh, you don't want to eat because animals are cute. These are mean. And then just so much room to pull some really great mean things, you know, that animals couldn't even do, like wanking off on the subway. <laughs> I just thought some of the lines thrown in there. Again, I mean, just great writing, tight jokes, funny. And then I love when they involved Colin and, you know, made like rubbed his hand on the meat. So, I mean, was- <laughs> yeah, I mean, not much to say. I thought this was funny, really clear and not too long. And yeah, great little segment. Yeah. These are such great characters. I think this is their third outing. Um and and it was it was really good. I I loved it. I still loved them. I'm wondering will if they do a fourth appearance, will that be the one where it becomes too much? Mm. Um because they're not they're not adding anything new to it. Mm-hmm. Uh they're actually writing in the the things that were kind of improvised and made it funny the first time. Like cuz I don't, you know, the first time they came out uh we didn't they didn't know that the meat was going to be so stinky so a lot of that wasn't necessarily written into the sketch um but now they uh, they seem to be they are uh, they're adding that in which loses a little bit of the magic but it still works really well because you can tell that the meat does truly stink uh, <laughs> so so i liked it and you know i'm not trying to you know rag on this appearance i'm just starting to wonder like i hope i hope y'all don't do it too many times mm-hmm. i hope or i hope if you do you find something new to bring to it that will make me um, really excited to see these because I, I I just I just hate it when there's a character that I love so much and it and then it becomes too much you know and I don't want that to happen to these these fantastic meat ladies. You don't uh, want it to jump the shirt, right? Steve, how would you feel about it? Well, you you pretty much nailed it there. I think the reason I love the first run at this was you could tell nobody really considered the the state of the meat by the time they got to live television and under mm-hmm. all those lights you know uh the the fact that they were caught off guard and i would just were you know try to struggle through it without all that stuff actually written into the sketch like it is this time you know that was all really fun like you you those are rare moments that you know things just uh derail because it's so difficult to, to just to do your job with all the distractions that they decide to give you. But now that they have this anticipatory uh, reaction to it, like, oh, here it comes. Like, it's, it's just not the same. We'll never catch that lightning in a bottle again. Because now they know that it's going to stink. And, yeah, you're right, Catherine. They're writing it into the dialogue. And they're having these little ad libs, which I don't really think they are ad libs. They're just kind right. of delivered in an off the cuff way. Uh, but it's still funny. The anthropomorph anthropomorphization of animals for comedic effect has been done on the show a lot. This is basically just whiskers. Are we, but the animals are dead now, you know, just, just applying human characteristics 
uh, things that animals would never do. And we're laughing because we're getting that mental image of, yeah. of animals, you know, uh, having fireman time on the uh, subway and, and other such examples. So this is, uh, I think it's done now. I don't, I don't think we can get another one out of it. I'm, I'm already feeling like we got to move on and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just, just accept that this was lightning in a bottle. It's hard to go to get, it's going to be hard to get back again. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. Let's move on to the guy who just bought a boat here to tell us some dating tips. Now that the world is reopening, uh, Steve, are you, have you gotten tired of guy who just bought a boat? <laughs> he does make me laugh. You know, the guy who bought a boat, he's got, uh, you know, he's, he just grosses you out. Mm-hmm. He makes you, you know, suck your teeth and, and just say, oh, you, you shouldn't be a person. And <clears throat> we have fun because we know Alex isn't really like that. And he's making fun of them with them. So, like, we could actually look a guy like this in the eye because we know it's just a character. And, uh, yeah, we just love to hate him. <laughs> this is another thing that's kind of lost a little bit of his charm. And uh, I think the reason is they just he just tried to change the blueprint of it. And now I don't know what he's really asking for when he gets to those little subliminal messages, because that used to be the laugh. You know, he'd say something douchey or whatever, but the laugh out loud moment would be the, I have a small penis part at Mm -hmm. the end. But there's this weird thing is happening where he's, he's saying jokes that elicit laughs. And then he has that line after the joke, but people are laughing over it. So I don't know if the writing is structured properly for like that subliminal little gimmick that that they've put onto this character it's still making me laugh i just i feel like that aspect of it has gotten muddled maybe with more writers coming in i don't know what the why that's happened but i I just noticed it's it's structurally changed a bit i feel like what that is is them because guy who just bought a boat has been on many times and i'm not tired of him at all um so i think what they're what that is is maybe they are shifting it because if the punchline every time he came out was different ways of saying I have a small penis, I think we would be tired of him. But since they've started layering in so many more jokes, that's what makes him welcome to come back. Um, And this, I thought, was one of his best appearances because, I mean, much like the monologue, like the jokes per minute, this doubled the jokes per minute of the monologue. I mean, every word out of his (laughs) mouth was a joke. Uh, And Alex delivers these so well. It's just crazy. Uh, And I, I, I loved it. I thought this was a really, really good showing of guy who just bought a boat. Charlotte, what do you think? Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, I don't have much anything much different to add. I do agree that it was like every line was hilarious. And I think this was probably one of their strongest, I think, for his appearances. And yeah, and I don't know. It's interesting, Steve. I'm not tired of him yet. And I, I think I would have to agree with Catherine in that, yes, I agree with you that there was kind of laughing over those lines. But I think those those I have a small penis lines were just like, like a call back to every appearance he's ever done, like just for the audience kind of. And the real jokes were these new jokes that they've written that were so funny. And I think, I think if he, uh, if they completely omitted those lines, like the audience would wonder where they were because that was always the, the hit with him. So I don't know. It still worked for me. I, and I think I agree that if it was only those, we would be tired of him. So I'm not tired of him yet. I do really think, He's funny, and I think it's good that it's been a while since we've seen him and how he, like, brought an opinion on COVID, and it was sort of like a new take. And uh, I just thought it was 
I thought it was really funny. And I also think it's funny interacting with Colin because Colin just, I think that's kind of the joke in that, you know, he kind of is that <laughs> archetype, you know, even though, you know, that's right. not like what he does, but it's like, that's always sort of the joke about him. So I thought that, I thought that was, it was funny. If you want to see our full sketch by sketch review, search for SNL After Party on Patreon or Subscribestar.com. All right, let's get in to our overall ratings and thoughts. Charlotte, what's your moment of the night? My moment of the night would be Colin Jost talking about Matt Gates. I thought that whole segment just hit the nail of the head. The jokes were tight. It was of the moment. We're all talking about it, reading about it, watching it on the news. The way he kept going back to it, the way he made jokes about himself, about him. You know, like you said earlier, the joke about the vaccine, you know, study coming out at the same time. That was my moment of the night. Fair enough. Steve, what's your moment? Pretty good. Good moment. I'm going with uh, one of the Eggo's lines that really hit me. Just any impression I do is going to be British. I can't, I can't help it. Okay. Okay. So when you do Cat Williams, you make him British too? I don't do Cat Williams. Okay. Well, now that's two things I hate about your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why I love that line so much, but uh, I'm not even going to question it. I'm just going to enjoy how much that makes me laugh. That's my moment. <laughs> Very good. I'm going to give it to... Um, in the in the sketch with the immigrant parents, when Ego and Daniel look at each other and say, "We were lying," um, <laughs> in perfect unison, I thought that the delivery of that was fantastic, and it was a very funny joke because, of course, you were lying to someone's kid about how they're yeah. great. Um, <laughs> yes, what, what happens to them does not affect you, so lie away. Right. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so up next is best sketch, Charlotte. Without a doubt, the proud parents sketch thought this was so well done well written chemistry was spot on characters were hilarious this had no bad moments to me and also like we said it heightened to a great place it ended in a satisfying way thought this was pretty much a perfect sketch and my best sketch of the night very good steve what's yours i think we're gonna agree with charlotte that was uh probably my favorite too the uh just the whole uh the switching of sides and making you feel for one character than the other. And, and yeah, you, you, you think, you know what you want for this guy. And then you find out that he's just a desperate poet who can't even write more than 15 words for, for a poem. <laughs> uh, 15 seems. Yeah. Generous. Like <laughs> you kind of go, Oh yeah. These, these parents aren't actually like strict, uh, you know, hard asses. They, they just know what their son actually excels at, what he would actually be good at. They're looking out for the best for him. And uh, yeah, just some kids are accidentally told they're good at something and they go and believe it. And then you got to talk them back into metal, medical school. So this is a, a great, uh, great sketch that depicts that whole, you know, life lesson some people go through. Yeah. Uh, that was great. I think I'm, I'm going to go with guy who just bought a boat. I think this was, a very, very strong outing of guy who just bought a boat. I thought he was on his A game. All of the writing was fantastic. It was super tight, and Alex delivered it uh, flawlessly. So that's going to be my choice. best sketch. Pretty All right. Good. Next up is MVP. Charlotte? I'm going to give it to Ego Wodum. I thought she really nailed all the sketches she was in. I thought her characters were really clear and just over the top enough in a way like like very realistic and then she just delivered them 
such energy. And again, her chemistry with Daniel was great. I just thought, yeah, she she just crushed it and she was hilarious. And yeah, loved loved everything she was in. Ego is fantastic. Steve, who's your MVP? Feels like a Kate night to me. She was good as Pepe Lebeau. She was good at, uh, as the mom in the Rummy Cube sketch. And uh, what else did she do? She was the uh, she was the smokery firms lady. So she had a lot of fun moments. I think the time I spent with Kate was the most quality time of any uh, other cast member. I just was delighted with everything she did on screen, and she had a fair good of uh, screen time as well. So yeah, I feel like she she earned it for me this week. Fair enough. This is the second week in a row I'm going to give it to the host. I thought Daniel Kaluuya came to play and did a great job. Uh, he brought a lot of energy to everything. Uh, he, it did not seem like he was a first-time host. Mm-mm. You know, he he seemed he seemed you know a little bit like a pro. I didn't. There wasn't a lot of fumbles. There, you know, missed any missed cues from him. You know, really staring at cue cards wasn't too obvious. Uh, I thought. He was great, and he just brought a lot of energy to everything. And then I, you know, I saw on Instagram today. You know, he he had some pitches that he that he offered. Uh, one was a, a sketch about Salt Bay, which unfortunately got cut for time, but you can watch it on YouTube. Um, but he that pitched that one, one, and it turned it turned out pretty good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I just love it when a host is excited to be there, and that's uh, contagious to the cast. And I think that that showed in the episode. And so yeah, Daniel Kaluuya is my MVP. Wow. He crushed it. High praise. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, on a scale of classic, great, decent, weak, or train wreck, Charlotte, how would you rate this episode? Uh, you made me go first last time for this, but it's okay. I'll still go first again. <laughs> You're the guest. Um, I think I'm going to go with great because okay. there were a lot of wins, but there were a few that fell kind of flat, namely that opening sketch. And I think also to a couple of the other sketches, like we said, a little bit unclear, which makes sense. I think, yeah, I'm giving it a great. I thought it was a great, great episode. And I thought it was an amazing host. And I'm excited for him to come back. Very good. Steve, what would you rate it? Something tells me to give it a a decent. I'll try to try to explain myself. Uh, I felt like I enjoyed the episode. And... I was thankfully not made to cringe or hope that any part ended. I was generally okay to watch every minute of the show. Nothing was like working for me so bad that I was like, okay, let's get on to the next thing. I didn't have any feelings like that, but I didn't also have, I also didn't have any feelings like this is the best sketch ever. Oh, this is one of the greatest of the season. This is the highlight of the night. I didn't have any really strong feelings one way or the other. And to me, I think that just feels like a middle of the road, decent episode. Yeah, I'm I'm torn between great and decent. I'm I'm leaning closer to decent because on one hand, nothing for me fell flat, mm-hmm. which is a pretty big feat. <laughs> um, uh, and so there's that there's some things, you know, I liked more than others or worked better than others, but nothing was was bad. There was nothing that I went. Ugh, <laughs> can we cut this? Much like have- you, Steve. Right. But also, just like Steve, there was nothing that I immediately said, I have to send this to every person I know. This is the funniest mm-hmm. thing I've ever seen. Yeah, That's There were true. two moments that I thought were like, the monologue I said, I think it's one of the top of the season, and Guy Who Just yeah. Bought a Boat was one of the top. Um, 
But everything else just left me feeling like that was a good sketch. So I'm torn on does that make it great in that everything was good, nothing was bad, or does that make it decent in the fact that nothing soared? Mm. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to land on decent, a, a high decent. Because uh, like I said, I, thought, I think Daniel came to play. He came with a lot of energy and everything was good. I just wish we had a few things that were really, really great. Mm-hmm. So, When you're getting a really great season, sometimes decents feel like uh, they could be greats or greats feel like decents just because yeah. you're used to the, the, the quality being so high. So even something like normal, uh, it, something that's normal of the season would be considered great, mm-hmm. but like the entire span of SNL, maybe it's decent on that scale. Right. Things kind of get muddled based on like, you know, how good it has been recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I've given, I think I've given greats a lot in a row. So, uh, and it's almost like if D de- if we replace the word decent with average, that I would feel much better about better. it than calling it decent for some reason. I don't know. It means really? the same thing. It's in the middle of the scale. It used to be something else. It, was, it wasn't always decent. Uh, Oh, that would have been a good bit of radio if I could remember. So well, let's, let's that. do that thing that John hates since he's not here and say, listeners, we want to hear from you. <laughs> if you think average would be better than decent or if you think decent has a worse connotation than it does, let us know in the comments down below. <laughs> Hashtag replace decent. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, that is uh, the end of our rundown. It sounds like we were all... Uh, decently pleased with the episode. Uh, I use the word decent. That's a word um, for it. <laughs> we we had we had some fun. I'm excited to see Daniel Kaluuya come back. Mm-hmm. I think he definitely will. And yeah, good episode, Charlotte. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. A blast as always. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and and happy Keister to you both. By the way, or <laughs> flappy Keister to you both. Flappy Keister. Thank you so much, Steve. <laughs> Uh, and if anyone wants to catch Charlotte's podcast, it's called the Charlotte Otrimba Show. It's available wherever podcasts can be found, right? And on YouTube. You can even watch it. And on YouTube. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll leave it in the comments. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> link in the description below if you want to check that out. It is an affiliate link. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks to Steve Finn and Charlotte O'Trimba. And thanks as well to our most generous patrons, Sam Bowers, Neil Weinstein, Justin Gardner, Carissa Eubank, Grace Kogan, and Brian Clark. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe on YouTube or wherever better podcasts can be found. Your subscription helps us grow and your support is greatly appreciated. We'll be back next week when SNL returns with host Carrie Mulligan and musical guest Kit Cuddy. But until then, this has been episode number 133 of the Saturday Night Live After Party Podcast. I'm Catherine Coleman, and like Jerry Springer says, take care of yourselves and each other. <laughs>